sing it one and all. Join in the chorus, North Melbourne's on the ball. Good old North Melbourne, the champions you'll agree. North Melbourne is the team that plays to win for you and me. the North Melbourne Podcast, The Stern Look. Tonight, I'm your temporary host, Nate Seven, and we've got a, an opposition poster, The Lounge Lizard. We've got Billy Roo, and whatever the hell that was in the background. <laughs> Quiver and Kanga Forever. Welcome, gents. How are you going? <laughs> going well, thank you. Yeah, going well, mate. No, yeah, thanks, right. Yeah, okay. So, forgetting the silly intervals... Um, so the usual sort of uh, the rundown, we'll have a bit of a VFL, have a bit of question time. So it was good to have the questions from all the, the boys and girls of the North and Richmond boards and even a few inboxes. And thanks to all those for those happening. We'll have a bit of a preview, review and a few questions uh, of a few topics. Um, but first of all, uh, something for Philly, actually. Um, just wondering, well, this is actually quite popular. There's... J-Mac have a, uh, your signature and have your autograph and your phone number on speed dial? What's that? Sorry, mate. I actually missed that, funnily enough. <laughs> oh, my God. My phone started ringing and it dropped out, so I'm, I'm back in the game. They talked to me. I'm sure it was a J-Mac quit. But say it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. No this, fucking water. It's been like this the whole way through. Yeah, pretty much. Symbolic since even started. Well, you know, ages ago. Just look, so you've got J Mac's card and his business card. Does he have yours? No, he does not have my business card. He J Mac's a very good man and he's a very good player. I think we're very lucky to have him. He may wear number thirty four on his back, but he's number one in our hearts. He's absolutely <laughs> So on that on that subject, you're not J Mac, are you? No, uh, no, no, no. So can you confirm no. that you are not? So that you are definitely Philly Roo, and you're I'm, a different person. Yeah, I, I've I've been in the same room as J Mac before, so I, I think that's a, a fair indication that I I'm physically not him. Um, no, he's a, mate. Listen, he apart from being a very very good player, he's a ripping dude, and we're very lucky to have him at North Melbourne. I think he's so, he doesn't like you much anymore. Who's that? So Arjun. Yeah, but I mean, I think, I think if you went back on the J Mac thread to, I thought I'd started him. Yeah, it was it was bad. Like people were getting into him, but it, the, the tables are turned, and now everyone's uh, on the J Mac bus, which is great. So what look? What do you say to all those guys and those guys and girls who are who are very much of the the anti J Mac brigade? You know, this year we've got the anti Gibson. Prior to that, we had Liam Anthony, who mm. was the whipping boy. And as I said to you earlier that I've never been anti-JMAC, but um, what, do you, what do you say to those people who have just, who've finally got to sort of have their comeuppance and sort of realise well, and eat humble pie? I just don't know that they exist anymore yeah. though, Nate. I think they're gone. Like, yeah. I mean, Ian, is it, is that how you pronounce it? Ian the Great. Oh. He was, the, he was the most anti-JMAC person on the planet. He was very, very anti-JMAC. He's on board now. He's he's posting lovely things about him and he's saying what a what a good solid player he is and he, and he could be great. I mean it's it's a big turnaround and if he can turn it around and, and get on board then then I think everyone can. So I think it's all positive stuff around J Mac at the moment. We've got the J Mac badges, we're gonna get thirty four on our face on our cheeks at the uh social club. Well, I'm not doing it at the social club. We're gonna get face paint this week with thirty four all over it. We'll be sitting second row. Everyone knows where we're going to be. I'll 23. Get there. <laughs> as I say, as a Richmond, as a Richmond support, I'm, I have to take my hat off for the fact that you guys have just one whipping boy where as a board we collectively just whip the entire team, coaching staff, fitness staff, and in fact their own supporters for actually supporting Richmond. <laughs> yeah, but have you seen the Richmond supporters, mate, to be fair? KFC boy goes all right. <laughs> 
You walk around the punt road and it stinks like piss. Mate, guys, you got nothing. We've got groupie on our forum. <laughs> and nut, and missing magic, and Santa Claus, and Mad Tiger, or some fucker like that. Yeah, I just, I think I, I'm taking my hat off that you guys have one with him, boy, and you've managed to come around to him. Yeah, no, it's definitely good. It's a positive. It shows it shows that we've got flexibility and, and that we're we're able to uh, to look at things fairly, and it's it's, uh, it's good. So you guys are a bit more flexible than Brad, uh, than Brad Scott is then. That's not that hard. Well, no. <laughs> plan A, plan B is hard. How hard can it be to get from fucking A to B? But apparently for some Scots part, you know, person, it's a, bit, a little bit hard. For those not uh, familiar with that voice, that British personality is the lounge lizard from the Richmond board. So thanks again for coming on board. Um, just a quick one, Philly, while I've got you again. Mm. All legendary thread. Last year, you know exactly which one I'm talking about. Yes. Training. Yes. Um, so it's coming up to the anniversary of that very, very soon. Uh, will you be attending the finals training this year? Yeah, I've actually uh, I've booked in a day off so I can be there to uh, to try and do a bit of a reenactment. I've, uh, I haven't let our, uh, our friend Heath know yet, but I'm, I'm sure he'll be okay with it. So uh, will he be okay that you'll be, you know, probably up in the... Um, or will he sort of walk you through hand in hand, you know, through the list, and he'll, you know, give you a bit of hand with Gibson and uh, on a few others. Do you know what's funny though? Remember, Nate? Do you remember the game we went to at uh, at Sandringham, Sandringham and Werribee, and we we were leaving, oh. and we actually we ran straight into Heath as we were walking around the ground, and he, he mate, you, oh, you'll, you'll attest, oh. he was he was happy to see us. He was fine. He was in good form. Oh, hang on, three quarter time or the end of the game? No, post match when we were leaving. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When we were asked about Vickers Willis and the injury, and he yes. said he didn't know yeah. Vickers Willis shoulder injury. Yeah, yeah. And Mason yeah, yeah. Wood had that fucking. Heath and I have absolutely buried the hatchet. We're fine. We're fine. So it says. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, rip into some questions actually. So we've got one from Jay Z. Um, for all of you, uh, apart from you, maybe Lounge Lizard, um, Richmond Dogs Adelaide. Who would you prefer to play Week One of Finals? Go. Dogs. 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 No one for Adelaide? No, I mean, if, the, if you play the Bulldogs, you're playing them at the MCG, and it's not really a ground that suits their style. If you come up against Adelaide, who are in red-hot form right now, um, and playing off probably pure emotion as well, um, at home with the feral crowd behind them at Adelaide Oval, you know, I, I think they're going to be very hard to stop. And we learned that ourselves last year, playing Port Adelaide over there. And you kicked against yeah. the wind. Well, yes, quite fortunately, <laughs> I wasn't watching that part of the game because I, I was at my own football and I come off the ground, I turned the car on, put the radio on and they said it's uh, 10 minutes into the first quarter, Richmond won behind, Port Adelaide about a million goals. And I went, <laughs> oh, actually, that's right, I don't really follow football anymore. <laughs> so you're staunch right. then, you stick thick. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. always there yeah. for the good times. <laughs> so... Again, again from Jay Z. So, what is our pass mark this year? And he's sort of putting a bit of a pre in, in the uh, brackets there, um, a semi an elimination final or a prelim. Um, what's the pass mark for the year? A prelim for me. Anyone else? I, I'm going to say if we if we win our first final, I think that's a that's a pass mark this year. I think. I'm, I mean, obviously, we went into the season hoping for better, but. You know, it hasn't worked out that way. But well, I, I think if we win, the, if we, depending on what happens in the second final, if we have to travel to Perth to play West Coast or Frio in the second final because Hawthorne or Sydney got the business done, uh, and we we put up a good performance in that semi and got beaten, I, I think I'd be okay with that. If we if we get a, a Melbourne final against Hawthorne and we get blown out of the water by eighty points then that's not a pass mark. I think it, it depends on who we play, where we play them, and if we do get beaten, what we get beaten by. Just on that question for you, lads, yeah. do you find that, in my view, North Melbourne probably overachieved last year making a prelim from where you finished on the ladder? Do you think that if, if you take the anomaly of last year out, that mm. just being one final to the pass mark, or two, three years ago looking at it afar, would you have thought that you might be sort of two finals, maybe even top four by now. Um, because I kind of feel a lot of people got clouded by the finish to last year. 
um, especially in the media. Um, and I've kind of always been in the view that you guys probably weren't quite top four side um, or prelim side last year and, and probably had a good patch of form at the right time. Um, that's why I think that I always felt that North Melbourne didn't buy into it as a club, but a lot of the media did more pumping you guys up to be top four. Um, and that even not coming top four shouldn't, should, shouldn't be a, a fail. It's an interesting question. We've asked ourselves that. I mean, my answer to that would be, I think we, we were a little bit kissed on the dick last year where we were able to rest players in round 23, come up against a pretty average side in, in the drug cheats in the elimination final and get, get an aging pretty flat Geelong having just come off a, a big game against Hawthorne the week after. I mean, if, if that, that finals draw could have worked out differently and we, we might not have had the opportunity to rest players in round 23 last year and it could have been a completely different story in the finals. We, we, were, we were lucky with our draw and we were lucky with the way that it worked out, but we still had to win the games. Mm. Sorry, is, is that the rest of your, is that your answer or are you going to go on to like thesis part two with that? I'm, I'm happy to... No, that's enough. We've got a lot to get through, and I know that <laughs> Landlis has got a POQ soon. Um, Quiv, um, well, I mean, I know it's a bit of a loaded question, and it's sort of almost preemptive, but elimination, um, a semi or a prelim, what's the pass mark? Um, well, I, I'm, I'm really disappointed we didn't finish top four. I would. I'm, I'm on, I see where Philly's coming from with who we play, where we play, but I, I think a prelim's a pass mark. Um, I was thinking got, that, I mean, it, it's, it's a bit hard to sort of, and I know a lot of, a lot of this will be compared to last year and people will say, oh, but we made a prelim last year, so therefore we should this year, but last year we were beating up on Fremantle, Sydney, Hawthorne, God knows how many teams interstate and teams here, decent teams doing what Richmond are doing this year. Uh, the only difference, as far as I can see, is we didn't have that many beltings last year and we lost to both Brisbane and the Gold Coast in Queensland last year. We only lost to one of them this year, thank fuck. But, I mean, as Philly said, look, even a win in the elimination final, but then as long as we don't bow out, whether it be a, um, a semi or a prelim, as long as we don't get belted like we did against Sydney last year in the prelim, as long as we're not belted by, I don't know, 30-plus, um, and that's almost like a, a negative that becomes a positive. It's almost like a, it's, that is really quite strange for me to say that, oh, as, as long as we're not belted by too much, it's almost a defeatist mentality. But, um, you look at sort of this year and we've, we've had some pretty demoralizing defeats and I think everyone's sort of really pissed off with that. Next question, this is directed straight at Quiv because I know what his answer is going to be. Will Brad Scott ever cro- coach a premiership at North Melbourne? Nope. <laughs> yeah, I knew it would be that short. Philly, is he, are you the same answer or what? No, I'm not going to say that he is going to win one. I think he is. I think he can win one. I hope he wins one. I think he can win one this year. We're not out of it yet. I, I just, I just want to be clear. I think we've got the team to win a premiership. Brad Scott's the reason we won't. I don't think it's. We I don't totally disagree. I, I think I, I don't have a problem with Brad Scott at all. I think you know that same coach took us to a prelim last year. And that same coach has put this team together. I like our team, man. I think we've got a good team. Oh, we've, no, we've got a I'm, great team, but I think it falls down with the coach. No, I'm with you guys. I think Brad Scott's actually a very good coach. And I, I think, you know, I, I think he could develop the side to be something um, into something very good. But, you know, I mean, you guys show how hard premierships really are, are to win. Um, yeah, that's right. You know, it, it's a simple. I mean, look, the Bulldogs are up there, what, three or four years in a row and lost prelims under a kick. Um, and everyone says Eads, you know, he's not a great coach. And Ross Lyons lost a couple on the trot by under a kick. And again, they don't really rate him as a coach. So, you know, um, I think he's a good coach. But if you're going to purely measure it off premierships, um, that's an unfair, unfair way to, to judge his coaching tenure. I think all you can do is put yourself in the best position to win them. If you, if you can make finals every year, if you can get up the point in, if you can make prelims, if you can make, you know, two prelims in every five years, I think you're putting yourself in a position where you can snatch one. And that's what you've got to do. You know, it's, it's, it's hard to win a premiership. There's only one win one every year. There's 18 teams out there that are trying to do it. It's not easy. 
and this is probably the most open year yeah. in a long time. You know, I mean, you know, anyone could literally win it for a mate. And I think the bottom four sides in the eight are probably more informed than the top four sides in the eight. Yeah. Um, so it wouldn't surprise mm. me, you know, yeah. if this is a year to steal one. Um, you know, you you just need to get a, a Hawthorne or Fremantle or a Sydney or a West Coast on a bad day, and they've all had them recently. Um, so I, I think, think it's, it's well. A, I think if you ask any North Melbourne supporter, a lot of them would be pretty comfortable against a lot of the top four sides. I mean, Fremantle and West Coast. We, you saw what we did against Fremantle. West Coast, they can have their days even over here in the east. Sydney and Hawthorne. I mean, Sydney have been pretty putrid compared to last year, and they've fallen off the bandwagon. Hawthorne a little bit, but nowhere near as much as Sydney. I think my own, my personal worry would be the bottom eight and what Richmond, Adelaide and Bulldogs can do. If you looked at last year and last year and you, every single, I think every other of the seven teams in the eight, apart from North Melbourne, said they feared playing North Melbourne in the eight because of what they could do. And it just showed they went from, what, six or seven through to finishing three four after the prelim. And it just showed what they could do, smashing up on Essendon but coming from behind. I don't know how the hell they pulled it to hell, you know, against Geelong and then just getting belted in the bum by Sydney. And I know, Philly, you drove up for that trip and what a, what a great trip that fucking was. Um, and I know, Kangi, you went to that game as well and thank God I didn't join you on that trip. Um, quick one. I know, Philly, you, you've watched a few of the VFL games with me uh, and Rob Zombie and a few of our other likewise mates. Um, of all the kids coming through... Who would you trust and who who would you back in, forgetting that I just used part of a Brad Scott phrase, to take on the finals and take it by the scruff of the neck? Well, it's going to be... Some people are going to think this is a bit ironic that I say this, but I think if Mason Wood can have a big game tomorrow night, there's some chance that he could hold his spot the following week. And there's some chance that he's he's a real X factor. I, I really like the fact that he's come in this week. I really like the fact... I think we're going to get onto it at some point soon, probably. But the changes that we've made, apart from the obvious, our mate Harp's missing out, the changes that have been made, I think they're awesome. I, th- I love looking at that side. That's, the ins and the outs look really good. And But I, I think I think Wood is the one that could potentially hold his spot. Well, does anyone, now that you've mentioned it, does anyone find it strange that when you look at the, the nine changes, the nine ins and the nine outs, that there's, um, what, there's uh, one, two, three, there's four or five knees and one ankle, and I just think, is that, what, just to appease the AFL, just to make it look like, you know, there's sort of some kind of niggle, or is that, that's crap? And yes, there's, you know, the first four or five is listed as, as player management, does anyone actually believe that there's that many knee needles or injuries going through? No, no way. No. Well, okay. There's going to be, okay. There will be a couple of injuries. I don't know if they're going to be knees or whatever. But more likely backs and shoulders. And you look at Higgins, Goldie, and a few others. But there's no way <laughs> there's fucking four and five knees. Well, Goldie's got to carry an infinity dick, so he's going to be sore at a time. So. <laughs> Are you suggesting that he's like tripod mark two and that he's having issues? <laughs> oh, he's right. bigger than a tree. <laughs> not say that. <laughs> you <didn't> know. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, um, so more to Quiv and to Kango. This is probably more up your alley. Um, the free agent. This is again from bloody donkey chop. The free agency thread. Yeah, I heard that. The free agency thread. Is it the drug den, the seedy crack drug den of the North Melbourne board? With? Um, honestly, I've I've never read the thread, never looked into it. Consider yourself I don't blame lucky. You. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> yep. It's yeah. Apparently, we were trading Zebul yesterday. We're trading out Zebul. Oh, gosh, now, my favourite was um, trade Swallow in the first rounder for Trelaw. Hey, Philly, do you remember I said there's no way we'd get a first round? I was we at the game, and I quiv, you might have heard this, and I said, yeah. oh, fucking, we wouldn't get it. We might get a fucking late first or an early second round, and both of you fucking nearly buried me in a beer at the time. But <laughs> So your I, fantasy? I think, <laughs> or, or a red wine bottle, or a, a $6,000 suit, whatever he, old mate says on the Bay 13 thread. Um, <laughs> Jake's... Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. And he's a million dollars. $900 suit, $6,000 bed. Yeah, what a tosser. 
Um, Quiv, thank yourself lucky that you don't visit that because that's second only in terms of shitness to the game day thread. So every other game day thread, it basically is <laughs> D-list, this, that, and the other thing. And there's yeah. 14 Sack Scott's threads. It's 51,000 uh, anti-Gibson, this, that, and the other thing. But, yeah, so the, the free agency threads is probably the next... Oh, actually, no. Equal with the pre, uh, the review thread and the <laughs> what change should we make. The changes thread... <laughs> A couple change of, yeah. threads always a good laugh. Yeah, and the every week like, it says Harper, it never happens. <laughs> oh, it, look, I tell you what, it's not going to happen. And out Gibson, out Gibson, yeah. <laughs> That's not going to happen, and you know that. Hasn't that. Got, that hasn't happened for two years. Why would it happen now? <laughs> Does anyone else think it's funny that there's nine outs and Gibson's not one of them? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fucking, it's just, it's almost like a reverse troll to the North Board, but yeah, good on you, Walshy, for doing that. From Rob Zombie, um, if Brad McKenzie, if BMAC gets a run, this is obviously written before the team came out, will Chief alter, um, or sorry, will, will Chief allow the reinstatement of SLF, of Sweet Left Foot, aka Teffy, or whoever the hell it is, Sweet Left Foot? I doubt it. <laughs> Let's just say that. No, you won't. From Twinkle Toes. Um, so this is more be- big footy question, so all of you can jump in. Um, it's, um, yeah, what do you like about big footy and um, what brought you across to big footy? Uh, if you want me to jump in here, I um, this is what probably got me into it. I think initially was the footy jumpers and graphics design board. Um, being a bit of a, um, sort of art, sort of a guy. I think I might have been studying art at the time. And so I came across it and found it all a bit interesting. Of course, my computer skills never really allowed me to do much more than criticize. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I think that's how I kind of came across the board. And then what I like about it is probably just the, um, fact that you can sort of talk football with most people and it doesn't get too carried away. And, uh, you know, if if you have Are you no sure idea, you've been posting on the Richmond board. Well, I I tend to avoid that board a bit now. I'm I'm on the um the general discussion board a lot, but that's only turned to shit. Hey, my threads are legendary. Yeah, yes, your um, which way do you wipe? How many pieces of toilet paper <laughs> and everything else? <laughs> it's golden. I think we quoted that in like week one of the podcast. There are a couple of times when I click onto that board and click out and go, I think I need to get a new hobby. <laughs> so how many of those times do you reckon, so um, the lounge lizard, uh, I was about to use your um, your former name. Um, yeah. So awkward flirting stories, um, you'd be pretty familiar with that. Um, how many times... I've that once or twice. Oh, okay, yeah. So have and I. And then he like, comes I've only, I've only ever stumbled across it a few times. I've never contributed there. I wouldn't, I'd never do that. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm one of the last two gentlemen left in this world. I'll never do anything remotely, you know, that can fit into that thread. So how many times do you think you'd come across the awkward flirting stories during its heyday, during the heyday of that thread? Do you think you'd go, hmm, should log out now, and then probably five, six, twelve hours later you're still reading because you're going from start to finish? Um, oh, I don't know if you remember, but the first sort of meetup, the general discussion meetup that I organised, that I got everyone down to, um, mm-hmm. I knew of you as the awkward flirting guy, aka the fish tacos guy. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I, the first one was in during the middle of November, and I had a very bad moustache going on. I looked like an out of work porn star. And leather pants on, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I walked in to the venue, and there's what was Nate and Doss standing at the bar. And anyway, oh, I saw another Shell. awkward flirting story. Yeah, and I saw Shell and walked over the Shell, and uh, she waved the lads over, and Hayden goes, oh, I'm Doss. And then, oops, I mean, Doss goes, I'm Doss. <laughs> and <laughs> You know what he's like, don't you? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And, then, uh, and then Nate goes, oh, I'm Nate Seven. And I went, oh, the fish tacos guy. And his eyes, his eyes are a bit shifty. And I said, come over, I've got a story for you. And he came over with a beer. And basically we bonded over um, 
a failed attempt to pick up the opposite sex, which then worked out in my favour because, of course, Quib, you might remember that pretty bird who came over and kissed me for no oh, reason Jesus but, I guess, Christ. my gorgeous looks. Yeah, Nate remembers that too, I reckon. I hang think, on, that I was because that was a bang. Hang on, I need to butt in and I need to straighten you out with that one. That was a dare from the woman from the, from the that pig from the, oh, what do you call them? The bridal, <laughs> bridal? Was it bridal oh, party? Pins so. night. And then go and look at my Facebook. How many times I've got red lips on my cheeks from that night and I was walking <laughs> around, I wouldn't wash it off my face at the request of everyone else. They wanted yeah. me to wash it off and I wouldn't because I was like, I was as proud as punch. I know exactly what you're talking about. But that was, yeah. Well, Nate and I, of course, were sitting outside having a beer. And I hope I hope we don't get the show pulled from Big Footy for this story. But we're sitting oh, outside man. having a beer. And this girl comes over, what can only be described as quite a large chocolate dick. And that's not a joke. And I looked at Nate thinking, if, I, if he's anything like his stories are, me and him are going to take her back and give her the old horizontal refreshment. <laughs> <laughs> Never but, happened. Uh, but no, we didn't in the end, uh, unfortunately. But that was uh, that, that was a real first sort of that was kind of like the AFS story come come to life. Yeah, but I, hang on, you've take missed the, you've, no. But hang on, you listen. You've missed a hang on. You've missed a completely the the main part. You had to suck on one end of that. It was either the ball's what? end or the, or the <laughs> chocolate end. And Nate, you had to Nate. eat it until you met in the middle. Just like, big, just like Big Footy, why let facts get in the way of a good story? <laughs> good point. Moving on. Anyway. That's so not even the weirdest segment we've had on this show, either. <laughs> No, and old mate hasn't been mentioned yet, nor has that number, and we're just going to try and keep it that way just for the next couple of minutes until we get to the review. Um, so we've heard from Quiv uh, and the others about how you, very early on about how you started to follow North. But so, Philly, how did you um, come to follow North Melbourne? How did I come to follow North Melbourne? Uh, yeah. Thesis. I'll do it as quick as I can. So my... I lived, in, I lived in Warrnambool growing up and my dad was very good friends with a few North Melbourne players, who one of which then became a one of the directors and he was in the box with Pagan. So we used to come up to games most Fridays and we'd be in the rooms before and after the game. We player-sponsored Alex Ashenko and, yeah, that was it, mate. I was sold. I was in. I loved it and never looked back and now... My kids are all members, and we just we ate it up. But I think I think it's the greatest club in the land. Like it's unreal. It's so welcoming, and it's such good fun. And you know what? There's not that many of us, but Christ, we're loud. We we were so loud when we beat Frio the other day. That was full on. Yeah, and, was was, and how many people were there? It was like twenty four thousand people. It sounded like yeah. a chockers. It's like the West well, Australians last year. Thousand. What do you say? I was trying to say thousand. Yeah, you went twenty four pools. <laughs> and I, the, the thing, I, I want to say something about that too. We had twenty four thousand at that game against Frio on a Sunday, and how many members have we got? Forty three thousand or something like that. Yeah, just all. Hawthorne have got seventy five thousand members, and they had twenty seven thousand people to a Friday night game against Carlton against Port. Oh, so Port, it's okay. it's comparable. They're two Huffish. interstate teams. Two interstate yeah. teams. They're both yeah. both on the same weekend. But one's on a Friday night, which is meant to be the prime slot. I mean, I know it's prime slot for TV, but it's easier to go to the footy on a Friday night than it is on a Sunday. More people go. And they've only got 3,000 more people, and no one talks about it. No one gets into the Hawks for people not showing up. They always talk about North Melbourne not showing up. It's bullshit. Yeah, but, but that's because it's too easy to get stuck into, as you know, everyone in the footy says, you know, lol North and get stuck into the minnows and all of it, because it's just too easy, you know, to stick the boot in. The same as it's, you know, and I got stuck into Richmond today only about a couple of hours ago before this podcast started about, you know, microwaving your memberships and this, that and the other thing. And it's, it's also very easy to get stuck into Melbourne for being bloody scares and, well, yeah, they are. But it just uh, until things change, you know, it, it's going to be that way for a couple of years, I'd say. You guys have the unfortunate side of having one member who's very easy to rile up. In I think her latest addition is Grumpy the Cat. Oh, not Suze. Fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't she banned? What? No, well, it's uh, yes. that. 
I can tell that story, but yeah, she started a thread called I'm Grumpy the Cat. And she described herself as Susie's cat. Yeah. And that went on for three or four pages until they banned it like a day later. Well, then she, I don't know if you guys know, she turned up in the um, footy jumpers and graphics design board with a thread saying, do you want a new logo or jumper designed? And with her particular taste in art, um, she would draw you a new logo. And she she sent, of course, which a lot of you guys might have seen, the picture of Andrew Swallow, who yes. kind of looks like he's got Down syndrome, he's come out of a wax factory. <laughs> no wonder she was banned. What the fuck? Anyway. He's, yeah, so it's... Um, I, I think, unfortunately, having a poster like that makes it quite easy to rile up you guys. Yes. Right, I'm going to have to stick away from that. Just We have to move on. Um, I've got a couple from Greater Gatsby for a couple of you. Uh, this is probably more a, a group question. Well, actually, no, sorry, this is straight to lounge, is it actually? Um, so I worded you up about this question earlier. Does it hurt seeing Tripod succeed at North Melbourne and go through into finals? By the way, that's Robbie Nahas. Yeah, no, it only hurt when I was sober. <laughs> 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 right. Um, Sorry, just to interrupt you. Note: I think it'd be remiss of us not to mention Robbie Nahas's girlfriend. Just while we're hang on, I'm not agree. You might be, but I just find you not my taste. Um, what about her? She's you, perfect. For she's perfect. you or for him or for she's for just perfect. Or? No, she's she mate. She is uh, she's top draw. Top draw. Hang on, who was I, when we were sitting there the other week against the Bulldogs last weekend, who was yep. I eyeing on? And I said that was Swallow's wife, and who was, no, was the other one? It was Luke McDonald's, Luke McDonald's girlfriend and Gibbo's uh, wife, or girlfriend. Who was the one who, oh, righto, okay, I, I knew, because I remember the one at the front of the two was Swallow's, anyway. Lukey Max going very well, by the way, just so everyone is aware, very well. Yeah, she looks old. Sorry to jump in, but unfortunately I'm going to have to get going in a moment, um, just with time constraints. How long um, have you got? I can see someone sort of waving at me now, so. No worries. Um, that's thanks. right. Look, it, thanks for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Sorry, sorry it was on a night where I couldn't stick around. Um, otherwise, I would have had a couple of beers before I did this, just to make sure you guys can never get back on air. <laughs> but, um, if we meet again in the final uh, next week, then uh, absolutely try and plan ahead and, and give it a bit more time if you want me back. But take we'll care. We'll see you two weeks um, on the road, don't you worry. Hopefully the Tigers get up on the weekend. I think we're about $1 something to $8 on Crown <laughs> $9 now. Yeah, it's pretty close. Has it gone up to 9 already? So hopefully hopefully for the sake of my bank that uh, you guys get over the line because I might load up on you for a laugh. <laughs> and um, take care and I'll see you boys next week. See you, mate. All right. So, for the rest of you, um, this is also from Greater Gatsby, following on from that one for the lounge lizard. Uh, Tyrone Vickery or Ben Brown, who would kill Bart Simpson first? And I don't know why he's asking. Tyrone Vickery. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Ben Brown's just too nice. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Ben, I saw that Bob always loses. Yeah, but Tyrone Vickery, I mean, he yeah, was he a spud, but he's come good. He, he's killed an octopus before with his bare hands. Dang Cox. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> you put him in a retirement home. I was like, what video have you been watching? Right, eh? Um, Talk about a glass jaw, though. He didn't even get him that good, did he? No. He acted it up like the octopus he was. <laughs> I don't like oh. West Coast. I thought, I, I don't... I didn't like them during those days. They were just absolute... They put ducking to a new definition. Righto, righto, righto. This is probably one for you, Kanga, but please just fucking do not waffle on with this one. <laughs> the asterisk board, also known as the Essendon board, is Dost- it reminiscent... Well, that's right, because he runs the show over there, and he never bans me, thank God. God bless him. Uh, the Essendon board, is it reminiscent of Germany post-World War Two? Again, sorry, that's from that's that's from Craig Gatsby. I can't believe I just said that. I can't um, believe I asked that. Not quite yet. I say circa nineteen forty four. The Normandy landings haven't happened yet, but when they do, here come the Russians and here go as James Heard flees from the Furrier bunker all the way to South America. Essendon's finished in the better years time. <laughs> 
Christ. Uh, well, it's lucky. I, I actually, what I was thinking about going with you is the, the intro to you is being fucking Joseph Goebbels' favourite son at the very at the top of the show. But thank God I left that. Out. Just moving on before we get into the radio. Um, the VFL this week, so North Melbourne will be North Melbourne. Uh, Where we will be playing against Collingwood in the elimination final Saturday midday at Port Melbourne. They'll be live on Channel Seven in the elimination final. Both elimination final Saturday Sunday are broadcast live on Seven. The Qualifying finals at Box Hill and the other one I don't remember where are not. 15 bucks entry to get in. North Ballarat just missed out by one and a half wins, I'm pretty sure I'm told. So not bad coming from equal last with Richmond and Geelong to end up ninth. Um, so we've got some good form against Collingwood. Should probably beat them even though we got smashed by them. I think, uh, Philly, did you see that game with me at Vic Pu- No, you, sorry, you didn't. No. That's alright. No, it was Rob Zombie. That's alright. Doesn't matter. Um, the best for North Ballarat over the weekend, uh, Jumont, Tibbet and BMAX, who've all been included or in the extended bench for North and McMahon, who I've been batting on about and absolutely beating myself off about. Uh, Dorwood, Harper, I'm not sure about, even though he collected, what, 18 to 20 possessions. 21. Uh, 10 tackles. Well, depend. Yeah, okay, well, good, good tackling machine, but I'm not sure if he really had that many possessions, but good on him. At least, look, he, in a different role, increasing the numbers, that's all we can ask of. Moving on, review. Boys, how did you see it? The Yeah, it was a loss, but um, was a how did you see the game? It took too long to adjust. I think our game plan, like, I understand the fear behind it, but the spread, that we were concerned about the spread, but I just think a lot of the boys just had a down game against a tough Frio inside midfield. Our inside midfield got flogged. Our forward line did pretty well. Our back line did pretty well. It was just, you know, the third been up and up. We got beaten on the inside, so it was just one of those games. Did you ever think that, uh, and there's been a couple of posts about this very early on, that it was lost in the first quarter? I mean, it, when, when the Bulldogs got the jump... Did you ever think, oh, well, it's lost from here, or was it, or is that more sort of in hindsight, sort of looking back and going, oh yeah, shit, we, we may have lost it from there, but is that where it was lost, or was it just the contested footy across the ground? How did you see it, really? Quee, if you want to go. Oh, uh, sorry. Well, uh, um, look, I thought we were pretty close in the first, weren't we? I didn't think the game was lost then by any means. We wasted um, a lot of opportunities. We were one five a quarter time. Oh, one we three. definitely missed a lot. Um, and, yeah, obviously that's not going to help, but we were right there until the fourth quarter. Um, something happened in that quarter and they just clicked. And that's where we lost it. Hmm. It was one of those games. I mean, I, le- I left and I wasn't... I get really pissed off after a loss. I was fine after that loss. Like, we, it wasn't, it wasn't a heartbreaking loss. We were, we were okay. We were in it. They were all right. They weren't great. I, I thought Stringer didn't have a great game for them. I thought Bont had a good game, but mate, Jack Zebra, had, he had his worst game that he's probably had for the club, didn't he? You know, yeah, Swallow didn't play true. a great game. Cunners didn't play a great game. We had a lot of upside and we didn't get beaten by a lot. I think if we played them again tomorrow, we beat them by five goals. I've got, I'm not, I'm not scared of them at all. Oh, I'm not would you rather play them at the G though? Yes, I don't care. Oh yeah, we'd rather absolutely. play them at the G, absolutely. But I think if we played them again at Eddie, had we beat them anyway, I, you know, Goldie's not going to. Goldie didn't have the game you'd expect him to have against the opposition that he had. I think if Goldie plays that game again tomorrow, he's best on ground. Mm. So they're not, they're not great. The Freo match took a lot out of the boys, I think. Yeah, I agree. Without doubt. Mm. Anything else you want to sort of touch on in the review, or do you just want to move straight into the preview? Well, may as well move on to the preview then. Well, let's just quickly, move on, can I just boy. say one quick thing? One quick thing. I think Robbie Tarrant needs to be acknowledged for the, the amazing game that he played. But Last Jared couple White, weeks. Two, Jared, two White weeks was, Jared White was freaking good as well. Like, he, he played a really good game, Jared White. Like, He's had a good 10 weeks. Yeah. Go really? and look at my votes and how I voted. That's exactly how I voted. Yeah, I mean, you sat next to me, mate. We we were 
I'm not going to say beating off because my missus just walked into the room, but we were really, really, <laughs> really happy. In, in between, fuck you, Bontempelli. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, but I mean, but I think I think Taz and Waite were the were the two shining lights. They were really, really good. And obviously, yeah. my man was my man played a pretty good game. <laughs> just for the record, that's Jamie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. Um, review. Uh, sorry, preview. Um, yeah. Defensive. Let's go. So, uh, uh, defence, um, I've got Taz going to Rewalt, seem Rewalt's their best forward. Um, I actually see Tippett going to Vickery. Yep. Hanson to play that loose and on their resting mid type, so maybe a, they were Lennon type. Um, mm-hmm. Atley, probably not Lloyd, who plays as this small defensive forward. McDonald, um, he'll probably rest on Cotchin, he's actually a good size for that. Um, so whenever Cotchin rests forward or if they put um, Deledio up forward, they can rest him. Well, who do you um, think plays on Deledio? I've seen him play... He's almost forward. permanent forward now, isn't he? Well, Deledio, yeah, he plays at half forward, similar to a boomer type, like off half forward, pushing into the midfield kind of thing, like what Adams used to kind of do. Mm. Um, so McDonald's good at picking up those midfield, you know, slightly smaller, but he can also, he's got the height to negate them. Um, J-Mac, I actually expect him to push up into the wing a little bit more. Send Richmond don't have a lot of small forwards or medium forwards. You know, that I expect him to push forward into the wing. So that's my matchups for defence. Um, Speaking of which, you just mentioned Adams there. Did anyone else apart from me, and I know Philly, I pointed and Quiver pointed to this prior to the game. At the start of the game at the coin toss, Lee Adams was there at the centre, and you can see him looking around like, you know, oh, I wish I was still back here playing. Did you, um, Kanga, did you see that on TV where... I only listened on Le- radio. Oh, I did? You only... Oh, I see you listen. Okay, did you hear about that? No, I didn't. That's the first I've heard of it. Oh, okay. Well, he was in the centre, and um, you could sort of see that he probably wished that he'd, had, um, that he'd left on his own terms. And why wouldn't you? He's such a, a good servant of the club, but um, cut down with just such a... Um, uh, Unfortunate circumstances, really. And then uh, the luxury to... of giving the umpires the game ball. Yeah, that was an interesting move. Um, anyway, um, needs Billy. Do you want to head with that? Yeah, I will. I, I mean, I'm just looking at the team sheet, the one that they put in, and I know that generally it's crap and no one sticks by it. But they've, they've got Deledio in the middle. I don't expect Deledio to spend any time in the middle, especially if they've got a final the week after. I think they'll play in forward and they'll, it'd be the sort of like that they'll probably sub out at some at some stage during the game. So I think I think Zebel needs to get it back into form after last week's very, very average performance. I love Zebes, but he was shit. Um, I think that probably he and Grigg will go head-to-head in the middle. Not that Grigg is all that much chop. I think Gibbo will be on the wing with Alice. I think Trent Dumont will be running through the middle quite a lot. Um, and I think he'll probably match up with McIntosh. I mean, I mean Dustin Martin, I'm going to say, he's going to play probably forward for them as well. But I think maybe J-Mac could be a good option to play on him because of his height and his ability to stick with someone. Um, everyone realises that these guys have got Taylor Hunt playing for them and they're a finals team. Does that not blow anyone else away? Well, they've got Stephen Morris in the emergencies. What does that tell you? Well, that's at, least, at, least, at least he's not playing, though. But Taylor Hunt is a scrub. Like, he is a very average footballer. Which brings me to another subject, carriage spud shield, which we haven't seen much of, thanks uh, for Genius and all those who are in charge of that thread. Do we nominate Taylor Hunt, and is there anyone else that gets a fucking carriage or a Perrier nomination? Chris Newman. <laughs> Serious? I think he's a spud. He? I think yeah. he's an absolute spud. I rate Jake Batchelor over Chris Newman as a defender. <laughs> So do you think that he is the Dustin Fletcher of uh, Richmond, that, is, that he's being milked to that many games? Oh, mate, he's been... You know what they did? They played him forward this year and last year for long periods of to time. He does through. nothing. Yeah. He's, a good, he's like Goddard, but he's a shit version of... Defender version of Goddard. He's my favourite Chris, Chris Newman moment was when... I don't know if anyone remembers. It was that Eddie had, and Glenn Archer was running back with the flight of the ball. And Newman was running the other way, and Archer ran uh, through him, yeah. marked the ball, and I think Newman, as far as I know, he's still lying on the ground. Eddie, I don't think he's got up yet. <laughs> 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 Jeez, 
Yes, that was a while ago. Yeah, a long time yeah, ago. That, that, that I'd have to go back. Okay, so, so now, Quiver, that probably leaves you with the forwards, and off you go. Yeah, so um, we've <coughs> named Wood, Petrie, Garner, Harvey, Thor, Nahas in the forward line. Uh, it actually looks quite nice on paper. Maybe not so much Thor, but the rest. Well, you expect Thor to ruck more than Ben Brown. You would. You would say definitely looks much nicer with Brown's name there, but I see I see uh, Petrie getting taken by Rance, Daw or Brown more likely will probably go with uh, Chaplin, uh, Newman. I don't know what the really the rest are going to do. For Newman will probably forwards. go to Garner. And really? it's probably his best best matchup because Mason Wood's got too much hype for him. Nahas is and Harvey are too quick for him. Yeah, so here's something I was actually just thinking earlier. Basher um, Hawley would he would we just you know let him roam free because his kicks are just that pathetic and just not even bother just marking him up and just saying oh kick to us a bit like other players. Well, Harvey's you know, gone other to him in the past, but if he doesn't go to Harvey, yeah. I expect Nahas just to sit on him. On their half-backs, then we got torn up a little bit off half-back last week by Murphy. Yeah, but seriously, I mean, you could leave him by himself and he's just going to kick it to you anyway. He's kicked to a pack. Yeah, he used to be a good kick. Used to be. Well, while we've mentioned it, so the nine, at the top of the show, the nine changes, um, are there any surprises there, apart from the whole resting thing, which is obviously not a Brad Scott idea, I think it's come from elsewhere. Um, are there any surprises in the ins or the outs? That's what disappoints me. Yeah, I'm a bit surprised by Black being in the team. So am I. I'm surprised. I know his effort's been up the last four or five weeks. You probably see more than I do, but his stats are up, his tackling's up, his work rates appears to be up. So I don't know, maybe it's just a reward kind of thing. Well, that's the weird part is when you've got Tippett in ahead of McMahon, I I don't understand why. But well, maybe uh, you, they might get Wood to go on the wing with a J Mac kind of thing on the wing as well, and push Black into that half forward role leading up. Well, my biggest my biggest shock is that Ben Brown isn't having a rest. I mean, he's looked really he's struggling. He's looked. Yeah. He's. I mean, he's when. When he has a rest, he comes back and he plays a great game and we all go, oh my God, I can't believe he didn't play that week. But this is been, surely this is the, the opportunity to rest Ben Brown. He could I mean, be played out. I, and Curry's one of the emergencies. So that's, but, but I mean, in saying that, you're really decimating Werribee. And I know it's not really a consideration, but to take Majak and Curry out of their team. Will kill. I mean, they're gone. It's an elimination final. And, and I know it's not particularly a consideration for us because... None of us are Werribee fans, but I, I can't understand how Ben Brown's... And even Drew Petrie's the other one. I mean, I, I know he had a, a rest the other week, but those, yeah, those, two, guys, those two guys yeah. would have been on my list of... If we're going to have 10 outs or 9 outs, well, I, I would have thought both of those guys would have been on. I've, I think I'm happy with Petrie not getting rested. Uh, yes, yeah, He needs to play to stay in slash get some forms. So. Well, you can say what you want about Drew Petrie. At least he provides structure there. Like, he organises the forward line really well. Like, he yeah. may not get heaps of goals, but when he wasn't there, we looked like headless chooks. True's been huge, but he just, he's just got to kick those goals. That miss he had last week made oh, me cry. That and Garner's one. That one, I turned off the radio after Garner's one. I, I had it. Yeah. Well, while you've mentioned it, I mean, we were talking about all the changes. So if you had Brown out and, say, then Petrie, that would leave a massive hole. So you'd have... Even Curry coming through, so Curry Brown Door, sorry Curry Door, God knows who else, and Black. well, yeah, and it'd be a very inexperienced, um, almost going to say inexperienced lineup, and you don't really need that against Richmond. You don't really be looking like you're attempting to tank or fix a result to uh, shore up a certain elimination final opposition, but um, that's almost the way it would look. In terms of Werribee, um, that doesn't leave them with much. Just Dylan Reid, who's borderline second ruck at Werribee. So mm. good luck to him. They're probably straight out, I'd say. Uh, I mean, there's I, only what four. 
I, I read a post that I can't remember, to be honest, I can't remember who posted it, which is pretty poor form because I like to give them credit. But I think it was the best post I read today about saying that the, these changes really give us an opportunity. I mean, there's no pressure on our team at all. And all the pressure's on Richmond. They've got to win this game. If they lose this game, they're going to Adelaide. And everyone's laughing at them too. And everyone would be pissed. Yeah. I mean, if this game's close at half time, the, the amount of pressure on them and the, the release of pressure off us, I think it's, it's an absolute stroke of genius giving, the, giving these nine guys a rest. And even like players like Kane Turner and Trent Dumont, they're not going to take a backward step. They're going to be right in these, play, these players' grill. I can see Sugar getting right in Dustin Martin's face. And, yeah. And, and getting him to do something ridiculous. Turner's a nut job. Like, he's going to go mad. He's, it's his opportunity to hold a spot for a final. And we all remember what he did last year when he had a chance. I think, mm. I think it's, these changes are awesome. You look at him and, I mean, even Aaron Mullet, guys like that, like, this is a big chance for those guys to get involved. Mm. But isn't, is Brad McKenzie, I mean, that, that inclusion there. That was the Santo. Well, and we and all the the knockers on him are you know about too slow and second and third to the contest. But you know ahead of Carrier Harper, Man, when you, I know it's not life for life, but when you, you sort of you, you look at those names on the emergency bench and you see that Mackenzie's in as he's black, and yet those three are not. And I know just weighted yeah. numbers on Mackenzie though, isn't it? Hasn't he been averaging thirty disposals the last five weeks? Yeah, he has, but there have been some other players who have in the past and they haven't got it as well. But then when you look at Turner's numbers, Turner's numbers have been fucking shit house. I would have, the last two or three weeks, I would have had him almost worst on ground and yet he's, he's got a game. So. But, Turner, but Turner's numbers last year were no good either, but they gave him a game because he, because of his intent. Like, Turner's yeah, not, Turner's not there. Right. Turner's not going to get 25 disposals. If Turner gets 10 disposals, Jags maybe a goal or two. And about yeah, five, but even his game seconds. on the weekend was garbage. His, his game on the weekend for Werribee was absolute shit. But his week before was good, wasn't it? No. Wasn't it? Okay. No. Well, I, I, I haven't seen where I've been in a few weeks, but I, I read somewhere that he played a good game two weeks ago. But I but I, I think he's the perfect guy to bring into this game because he's the sort of bloke that's going to get in there, rough him up, and get someone like Dustin Martin to do something stupid. Do you think the other thing, it might be a case of you, you get in these players and it might be get in their face and potentially play them two weeks in a row, so a week... Week one of finals, elimination final, have, I don't know, Bachelor or Martin rubbed out for some, you know, being a spastic, having a fucking brain fade or something. Would that not be an ideal scenario where you can really get in their face? And I, I actually was reading it somewhere, actually, it might have been on the news, actually, on Channel 9 News tonight about, you know, it might be a case of when you can get a, a black or a, a Turner, Mullet, McKenzie, or someone who's probably not going to play another game for the rest of this year, if ever again at North Melbourne, get in their face. Who cares if they get suspended? As long as they suspend, get someone else suspended. I know that sounds like absolute shit and garbage, but if it means we hear what Kerry um, Kerry said today, or yesterday, it won't, but it won't happen, though, will it? I mean, when's the last time something like that happened? I, I, I can't see that happening. Well, it, it was more sort of what I heard. I just thought, oh, I can sort of, I can understand it, but that's probably a little bit more 1990s, but oh, it'd, it'd be nice if it happened, but I... Um, in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, pro- probably. Um, who do you reckon is going to rack the, most of the, the majority of the game? It's, it has to be Madge. Not, oh. Yeah, it can't be Ben Brown. It cannot. I can actually see Peach. If against smacked, I can see Peach going in. Well, sure, even Black can a little bit, and who else can? That's probably it. I, I think I think Madge will do take the Goldie role, and Ben Brown will continue to be Ben Brown. He'll he'll give him a chop out when like he did normally. I mean, Madge isn't the athlete, which is funny to say, but Madge isn't the athlete that Goldie is. Like he he won't be able to run the game out like Goldie does. So it might mean that Ben Brown's got to do a little bit more than what he has previously. But I can't. I don't think Petra will go in the ruck, will he? When's the last time Petra went in the ruck? It's been a while. Yeah, like 1942. Only if it's yeah. followed by, and even then it's... Yeah, rare. but you wouldn't... You I can't remember seeing Patriot as centre bounce for three years. Nah, it's been a long time. Uh, it'd go back to, what, the early 2000s, I guess, but even so, it'd just be one or two per game. Yeah, like, no, he doesn't... He did it a few times in the Milken game, I think, last year, was he? I'm pretty yeah, sure okay. I saw him do it a few times, but no, he doesn't do it often. No, he's not... He hasn't been a pure ruckman for a long time. 
Well, the same as Aaron Black, we'll, we'll do a little bit of that, but... Um... Fuck, you may as well send Hanson in then. I mean, it's <laughs> going to be a case of seeing where oh, we're at. Not. So, I mean, if, if, if we're getting beat, I mean, what are we paying? We're paying $9, did someone say, or $8.50. Yeah. If, I mean, on that, the bookies are saying we're going to lose by 80 points. If we're down by 70 points, I don't want to see Ben Brown anywhere near a centre bounce. Just put Matt in there. I don't there not and, want to see him on the ground, really. Yeah, well, that's exactly <laughs> right. I've, but in, if the bookies have got it wrong and this game's close and we can, and we can win, I mean, think of the, the mental anguish it would cause Richmond if we can get up and beat these guys oh, up with, with, nine, with our best nine players out of the game. I'll burst that bubble. I, don't, I think we're a chance. I don't. I don't hate. You look at our lineup. I don't hate it. I think it's good. I think we. Can it's work. a nice lineup on paper. It really is. Yeah. Uh, seeing how it all works. But, I mean, in saying that, we're bank, we're banking on McKenzie and and Wood and and, and guys that door and door and and guys that have had down games and you know it, it, it's it's a risk. Who <clears throat> do we reckon for the sub? Great question. Well, not really, but it's Boomer? more a case of fucking... I think Boomer? No, no, seriously, that is the biggest tongue-in-cheek answer you've ever given this year. No, but... I'm serious, because I think you should almost be rested. Yeah. And I, I, and I think you, if we're... Boomer's a good sub-choice, isn't he, in this game? I mean, if, we, if, if our main goal is to rest our stars and to give ourselves the best chance of winning a final... I think it'll be Mowat that'll be sub yeah, I'm looking at the emergency. Sorry, the interchange bench, and I'm thinking it's going to come from there. I know that what you said, what you said earlier about half an hour ago, really was about you know the, the, the named lineup is crap. And when I look at the, even the, the Richmond one, I just think, well, that's fucking completely wrong. But um, mm. I I don't know. Brad McKenzie, I don't know. No, nah, they're going to give him a full game, surely. I mean, at, at worst, they're going to trade him at the end of the year. They're going to try to trade him. They want. That, and that's why Good I think they're playing. That. That's why I think they're. That's why they're playing him in black. I mean, one of the yeah. reasons why they're playing them to put him in the shop front for other teams to have a look at. Well, I already this know is, which is their opportunity. Gone, yeah, yeah. Well, they could um, be both gone. No comment. Um, <laughs> mullet. Gone. Yeah, no comment. <laughs> mullet. <laughs> um, are we thinking mullet for the sub? Yep. I'm sticking with Boomer. Yeah, I think Philly Swade need a Boomer as well. He makes sense. Uh, Kanga? Yeah, um, oh, he's got me confused now. I reckon Mullet still. Right, late changes. Any? No. Not with Werribee's no. final. I don't see it happening. Yeah, I, I can't see any. I mean, fuck, fuck Werribee. Half has got to come in. <laughs> I mean, my, in, my... in the ruck. If there's going to be if there's going to be a late change, I, th- I think it would be Ben Brown for Curry. But again, that's yep. screwing Werribee, and who knows? Mm. I think the only change would be Curry, and I'm surprised that he's not in. And I, yeah, you're right I'm about um, how many weeks has he been back at Werribee for? Uh, this would be his second, I think. Okay. Sorry, Maybe. he's had two in a row. At, at, this would have been his third if he played, or assuming he does. And how would you rate Saturday. his form out of ten? Minus three. Um, it was good compared to what he has been in the past. He was not far off it, so um, he was he was pretty good. Out of ten, um, nine compared to previous form. Sure. If you're comparing it to previous form, nine. But in terms of overall, I'd rate it maybe an seven eight. Mm. But like I said, McMahon. I mean, his, his numbers have been great, so. I'm sur- I'm really surprised that he's not in. But if it's a, if it's a case of pure matchups, then. I can probably see why, but considering what Tippett's done, which is SFA, sweep mm. up all, up to the last month. Oh, I even, oh, look, I'd give fucking Max Warren game over Tippett, but I oh, know that's com- they're completely different. Um, wow. But yes, so North Ballarat wouldn't have been playing this weekend, so you've got, I mean, the guys in the, on the bench, um, Kara Hart, oh, yeah, those three play for, um, the emergencies all play for Werribee anyway, so... Mm. Um, the ends, was it, what is it, four and five, so half and half of Werribee and um, North Ballarat. So, I've got a question uh, for you. I know that I'm not supposed to be the one that asks questions. No, no, no. We'll let, me, let, me, right. let me throw one out. Is Lindsay yep. Thomas in our best 22? Yep. Yes. So that's, yes, ten, yep. Pl- that's 10 changes we've got to make next week, if Lindsay's right. 
Well, yeah, and why is he not in? Because in Scott's press conference today, he said his foot was still sore and he, he hasn't trained well enough to uh, to prove to them that they're over it, but they're sure he'll be right next week. So would that would that be ten changes? Of, so that's another one that has to go out next week. Well, I was actually going. I was before I saw the, the changes. I assumed that he was going to be one of those changes to be in. So, um, yeah, I, I would have thought he was an automatic inclusion. Um, then you look at maybe Daniel Wells, but I just don't think he'll ever get on the park ever again. Um, and I know that you don't like that, and like, we've kind of agreed with that last week. But um, that's probably a wait and see prospect. Um, what do I hear today that he's one week away? But he won't as someone this said, year. yeah, as someone said, one week does that mean eleven weeks in the North Melbourne <laughs> Medical Department? You know, translation. Um, it's becoming, you know, the running joke. It's not even a joke. It's yeah, it's pure anger now. Um, is there anything else you want to fire at me before we finish up? No, that's it. <laughs> that's all. Tango, you're good with that. Well, good. Well finished. Yeah, Quiv, you're good with that. Yeah. Yep. Right. Thanks that, for no, joining. Is, joining is, that, <laughs> is that the longest podcast oh, so far? Uh, me and Nate talked for about an hour and a half a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah. that was the Lukey Henson's hour. Yeah, that the Lukey Henson hour. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Oh, this is All right, let's, let's just finish before going for another Trades. hour. Right, oh, thanks, boys and girls, for uh, listening, and hope you enjoyed the podcast. I'll see you next week. See you guys.